I'm Mark Steele and I am here backstage at the Comedy Store with a promoter who has made a podcast which I would suggest to you is the podcast you should listen to before you listen to the other 800,000 billion podcasts that are made every three seconds. The promoter, Mouths, made in a lovely village in Norfolk. Let's get it on Ooh. for episode number 34 of the Promoter Mouse podcast. Hello, Pablo. Good evening, Kai. How the devil are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, it's Friday. It's quite a late one. It seems like such a long time ago since yeah, the last one. Yeah, it's been a hell of a long week for me. Oh, has yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, just, just work-wise and one or two other things have gone down. But so, yeah, I'm pleased to get to Friday. It's the same length as any other week, though, isn't it? Doesn't seem it. Okay. Yeah, you wonder. Do you know if days and weeks time is measured by normally by um, orbits, aren't they? Like one round thing spinning round another round thing. Okay. Yeah, that orbit isn't uniform. It it changes, doesn't it? Those orbits they they change a little bit throughout time. So does that mean that time changes? If uh, if, if the uh, Pablo, you know, I wasn't expecting this. No, I wasn't myself. To be fair, I don't where, know where did that this came. come from? This astronomy and this this mind mind blowing stuff. Yeah, like, I'm not. I don't know if I can get my head around this. Yeah, does time change? It might do. Yeah. So, so for day was longer, but all the clocks and everything else just kept in sync with the orbit of uh, the Earth going round the sun or. Uh, is that what happens? Have you been smoking something, Pablo? <laughs> no, I wish. I bloody wish. And and if it took a little bit longer one day, right, and what, what do you know if all the clocks sort of moved at the same, you know, moved in sync? You wouldn't know, would you? It'd just feel like it's been longer. Well, all I know is my, my iPhone has always got the right time. It adjusts itself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I take it for granted, I think. Yeah. So no is the answer. Don't ever take time for granted, guy. No, don't. Use every second. Absolutely. Uh, I have been. I've been burning the candle at both ends this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you've had your ears lowered. I you have. You're very smart. I went to a Turkish barber's, no ear burning, in yeah. Exmouth of all places. Did he check if they were Turkish and not Kurdish? No. Because they often are Kurdish. Uh, That's the thing. I don't know where he came from, um, but I do know that he hacked into it. He didn't wait around. Yeah, he said, "He said, oh, is that about... Um, yeah, he just sort of held my hair, said, oh, do you want about that much? Is that about that length? And I said, yes. And then he just went hell for leather and nope. cut it far shorter than I thought he would. No other questions. No other questions. Oh, like, no, he did say, oh, do you want a number two around uh, number two or something? Uh, and I said, um, how long's that? He said, about six millimetres. And I went, yeah, okay. It's the shortest I've ever had it round yeah. the back. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Looks was it right. a, was it a pleasant experience? No. Oh, why not? Well, he was just going at it. Did was... he ask you questions? No, he just got on with it. You know what? That's, and I, I, I prefer that. I did the old. Um, oh, this is a bit awkward. Bit halfway through, so I said, um, uh, "Is this your place then?" <laughs> and he said, "No, it's my family's." 
that was it. That was the, that, conversa- that was the, end, <laughs> that was the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was good. I normally, I normally get, are you working? Are you on your lunchtime? Are you finished for the weekend? Get, oh, no, get, none, get none of that. that. Yeah. None of that. I was, I was almost sitting there trying to stop myself from saying, um, so uh, has it been busy then? Yeah. <laughs> but I was the only person in there, so I knew, uh, so, knew when, the answer to that. When, he, when he's sitting in front of a taxi and uh, you feel as though you've got to talk, because it's awkward not to talk, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so and, you, and that is always the question. I bet there are, I bet taxi drivers have three main things that people always say. And are you busy? Yeah. Or been busy? That's probably one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What time do you finish? Yeah. Um, and uh, how long have you been doing this? Yeah, that yeah, probably yeah. comes up a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you from? If you want to, you know, we want to be adventurous. I, uh, I sometimes ask where you're from. And how much? That's yeah, another yeah. one. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well. That's that's um that's us getting up and running, isn't it, Pablo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we do. Episode thirty-four. What's it all about, Kai? What is it all about? Well, two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be at each other's throats competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, they have joined together with the aim of banging on about UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town. There we are. Thank you, Tony Law. Yeah, thank you. Um, am I allowed to say I, I was sent a preview of a uh, a pilot of a pod with you and Tony? Oh, were you? Yeah, yeah. Am, oh. I, am, I, am I allowed to talk about you it? You can talk about it, yeah, yeah if you yeah. like. Yeah, no, no. It's, uh, well, probably really, just to give the listeners a heads up, what's coming down the track. You've, you've got a bit of a pod with Tony Law. I do. Yeah, and uh, you're working it through, sort of finding your voice, as it were. Uh, yeah. Your collective voice. Um, and I was very impressed, and I would definitely subscribe, Kai. Oh, thank you, would. Pablo. Yeah. I like that. That's one listener. And uh, I'll tell you what, though, it's a lot harder work than this yeah. one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it, it's very, yeah, it, what we're doing is we're recording loads of stuff, and it's going to be my job to muddle them together to make sense of it. The number of edits in that one I sent you right. is astounding. Well, I, I couldn't help but notice that uh, Tony got a word in. What you got? Yeah. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? I know my place. I know my place. Now he's uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's impressive for that. No, it, and he was. He was good. I enjoyed it. And 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 to be fair, saw a different side of Tony or heard a different side of Tony, which was nice. Oh, that's lovely to hear. What you don't hear is me trying to get a word in edgeways, and I'll I'll, I'll start up uh, 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 and he's done just trying to get in there, and he carries on talking, but well, yeah. Well, Welcome to my world. Yeah. Oh, it's not like that at all. Oh. No, to be to be fair, this is one of the few places I can come and, and actually get a word in. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So what I can do on that one is I've got us recorded on two separate tracks. Yeah. So when I do try and get a word in and fail, I can just delete that. Yeah. And he's got this. He's got this habit of vaping while he's doing the pod. So <laughs> and it, it's like mid sentence sometimes. You know, and it's like. <laughs> It's like he's on a freaking ventilator or something, so I can delete those bits as well. And I keep saying to him, Could, would you mind not doing that, Tony? Because uh, it's, it's going really to take fucking pain forever in the to, ass to edit. edit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's that. Yeah, watch this space. It's going to be a little bit of a while coming, uh, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Shall we tell people what we've got coming up? Yes, we're going to have a week roundup. Uh, praise be. Comedy rumours. Forward slash. Shithousery. Parking like a twat in Lodden and Chedgrave. Seagull News. 
Opinion holes. Hellfire and damnation. And contrition. Yeah, the all the old favourites. We've, we've got loads, so we're going to rattle through. And it's been a long week, because it's Friday, and we normally do Wednesday, so there's, yeah, it does feel like a long time ago mm. since we last, we last did this. You've put factotum. Factotum, yeah, yeah. Why? Well, I was inundated with a message from a listener. Um, <laughs> Sean Witt again, he's been in touch. Okay. And he, he's been listening back. And he wants to know exactly how many jobs he's done, Kai. Me? Yeah, yeah. Does he listen often? He, he's, I think he's catching up and he's, he, he's, he's getting around to the fact that every other episode you've done a different job. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a hustler, me. Yeah. Uh, I'm a hustler and I go with the tide and yeah. the winds. Uh, yeah, loads. Hotels, yeah. restaurant management, um, conference and events, publishing, teaching... Waiting, chefing, um, what else? Um, a mime artist for a while? Right, an go actor. on, go on, mime artist. Like, yeah. like, what, what was he doing? As how, how was he a mime artist? This is what we want. Well, uh, when I finished university, uh, Mrs. Kai went off to Germany to, to work. She was a dancer. She was studying at, at Rombert Dance School. She went off, and then when I finished, I went over there. Um, and I decided to earn some money for fags and booze. I would do some street theatre, street performance. Really? Yeah. Did, did you have a pair of white gloves? Uh, yes, I did. And uh, hang on, just just hang on. Uh, but for the listener, guys started wandering around looking in drawers. Is that you? Yeah. So for the listener, what I'm looking at is... Oh. Picture of a young man wearing a suit. Is that your one suit? Is that, is that no, one no, suit? That's one not suit? my one suit. Um, um, you wear, what's that you got on your head? It's a little uh, top hat. A little top hat in front of a bit of a Christmas, looks like a Christmas market yeah. selling a bit of glue that's in, and that that's kind of thing. That's in Bremen Christmas market in Germany. And, and you're holding up a balloon and looking like it's uh, taking you off the ground. But yeah. It, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Impressive. So I used to go off, toddle off to the... You've not got white gloves on, though. Okay. I used to toddle off to the uh, Christmas markets where I used to put down my little cloth and earn a few quid, earn a few Deutschmarks as it was back then. And uh, weirdly, Rod Stewart's looking on, looking at you like you're a bit of a wanker. Uh, Oh, no, that's Rod. No, he looks like he's putting his hand in his pocket to get out some money for me. That's what he looks like. That's that's my interpretation. Looks like he's touching himself. I'll take a photograph of that and put it on the uh, Facebook. I'll, so do that, that, I'll do that now. So that is Kai's job of the week. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah mime artist. Yeah. yeah, thanks for that, Kai. I'll ask you again next time and see what else you pull out of you. <laughs> I wasn't expecting mime artist, I must admit. So, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Sean, for suggesting that I ask. Glad. Yeah. yeah. Save some up for... For next time, and, and one uh, year I went out there, and I used to put some hot um, glue vine in a in a flask and take it on the train uh, for about an hour. I used to travel, and one year I went out, and it was minus fourteen degrees centigrade, and I was out doing my street theatre in the Christmas markets. But that was very quick, mime. Um, but I couldn't blow up the balloons; they kept popping. I used to do like balloon models and things like that. And uh, <laughs> this is mad. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Good well, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you, you learn something new about somebody all the time. I mean, yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. I did get um, I did get terrorised by a group of school children once. Yeah, what, whilst you were miming? Or yeah, while I was doing that. 
right. and uh, and so uh, they were terrorizing me and tr- not trying to knock my hat off and everything mm-hmm. and then um i was sort of miming that um yeah i was just sort of miming that i couldn't talk yeah. sort of thing yeah. and one of the girls felt sorry for me she thought i genuinely was a mute <laughs> and, and called <laughs> called off the pack oh you're definitely not a mute mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so that thems were the days how much money do you make um enough for cigarettes and alcohol and survival um you used to make quite a bit actually yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you could make a yeah could make a good few hundred deutschmarks in a day it's basically begging with makeup on isn't it it is yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> it's, and it's what one would call rather resourceful yeah. I think. No, well yeah yeah very very rounded uh you've put okay no okay i didn't put that yeah you did oh did i yeah oh, don't right. make me go back over the google docs and see what the what the history is oh can you can you do that can you why did you put that pablo i don't know what i think you might have left it. make that... something up um well one day i thought it was okay then i thought then i thought no i'm not and then i thought actually i am okay oh that's been a good week i get weeks <laughs> i get days like that oh you've put Dirty dozens. I have put dirty dozens. Yeah. Last week, when God. did we call Wednesday? On the on the Thursday and the Friday, I had two gigs. Yes. Two dirty dozen gigs. And I was there for the Thursday with Mrs. Pablo. You were. Yeah. They right. were fantastic gigs, both saw, of them. I saw Jack. What was his name? Jack, Jack Stevens. Is that, is that his name, the winner? Yep. He was the triumphant winner on the Thursday. Yeah. Very, very funny young man. Unexpectedly with a, with a, funny. A little tash. He had a, he had a surreal bit about a Vespa uh, sounding like Bob Dylan, and Vespas do sound like Bob Dylan. Mm. And I was impressed at a man of his early years, early twenties, um, could reference culturally uh, Bob Dylan, and and he even took out a, um, a harmonica. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's when it really kicked off when he pulled out the harmonica and said, "Yeah, I'm a musical act." Bitches or something, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then put it back in his pocket. Yeah, you see, I, I, I warmed to him. Yeah. Um, he won it. Um, it was very close between him and Craig Smalls. Yes, um, that has to be said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Craig is a very likable act as well. Very. Yes. Very sort of matey, mate next door kind of appeal. If you sort of mean quite well. a quite a strong lineup really for a for a gig like that, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, they all did really well. The audience loved it. I'm always a bit wary of putting on a gig like that after doing pro nights. I I watched it. You was trying to get me to be on the lineup, and after watching the lineup that strong, and after me not doing anything of any standard, even that wasn't even high in the first place for a long time. I'm glad I didn't go on with that lot because okay. I'd, I'd have been, I'd, I'd, I'd have looked the right old muppet. They're always quite strong like that. Yeah. All the last three I've done have always been. Every, yeah. Everyone's brought their A game, which is great for them. And oh. they they have a. What I love about it is that the acts themselves have a wonderful time. Yeah. Uh, you know, they get to mix with each other, but they also get the best of the audience, and they really do raise their game just to, yeah, just to get it on. Um, yeah. On Friday, we did it again in Chedgrave. Seventy people in Chedgrave in yeah. the room, yeah, well absolutely rammed, and. Alexis Roy won it. Right, right. And she was fantastic. Um, second place was, uh, a joint second place was Anne Hurst and Simon Hall. Have I seen Anne already at one of your gigs? No, I think she's, no, she's only done Wingfield before, oh, okay. I think. Um, maybe a similar name. But on the back of those successful gigs, 
I'm doing another one in Wingfield in October. Oh, okay. Um, so I decided to put one on there. What date in October? October the 7th. Uh, you know what? I was going to say I was going to do your October one. Oh, you're busy? Yeah, I'm in Benidorm. Uh, so I can't do it. Oh, so there's a reason why I can't go to Benidorm. I should have held off. I've got a gig that night, Pablo. Sorry. Mm. I need to be there for that one. So, yeah. So I decided to do it because they love it. They The audiences love it. And I think uh, already there's a really strong lineup coming for, for Wingfield. Yeah, so that was that. Yeah. I've put... Drawing cocks on newspapers. It's a yeah, it's a good pastime. I think everyone everyone can get bored with that. There's a Facebook group called Drawing Cocks on Newspapers that just came up as a suggested group for some yeah, yeah. For some reason. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, I'll pop along to that. You invited me to it, and I never expected what I found there. It's fantastic, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> no, it really was good. Um, very artistic cocks uh, drawn uh, like. All over uh, different people. On newspapers. Yeah, if you ever photographed it in a newspaper with your mouth open, you might end up on this, you this, might uh, up on this page. That's right. <laughs> and there are some absolute corkers on there. And I highly recommend going across because you will not... I was giggling for a good five minutes and I had to stop because it's like one after another. The novelty will wear off. But until oh, until it does, I don't uh, think it will. Go and enjoy drawing cocks on newspapers. I, I'm 52, and if somebody's not looking and I've got a piece of paper near me, I will I will draw a cock when they're not looking. And the more <laughs> the, the more important the piece of paper, the more satisfying it is to draw a big bloody veiny cock. With, yeah, with, with, with ejaculate. I never. I just thought it would be like the the simple, you know, cock and balls. Yeah. You know, just a, a, a quick uh, doodle. But no, some people have really gone to town on this. I, f- I think it's a particularly uh, comprehensive school kind of thing that you never grow out of, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, long may it last. Go over and have a look at that if you are listening. And uh, yeah, it is far better than it sounds. Do you, do you reckon uh, grammar school kids uh, drew c- cocks in each other's homework? Do yeah. I, do you reckon that was a thing? Yeah. Yeah, it just it it transcends generations and class. Here's the thing, right? When we there was a group of us in the last year of school, we used to call it fifty idiot. Like we were in the last year of school, and we was a uh, wagging it, it or playing truant. Okay, and there was about five of us, and we had a weird day. We we was in near the centre of Manchester. We bumped into Les Dawson in his uh, Rolls Royce. Nice. That was nice. He gave us a. Uh, um, autographs on on our, on all our uh, homework books, and we met the uh, uh, actor Paul Nicholas. Remember Paul Nicholas with the curly hair, blonde curly hair. He was what's the thing mm. he was in? He was very famous at the time, and uh, yeah, he drew a cock on one <laughs> one, one lad's homework book. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, you'll get detention for that one." <laughs> he went off laughing. Lovely drawing cocks on newspapers. Yeah. I went to Exmouth in Devon. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. To see Papa, Big Papa Kai. Ah, uh, how's the old man? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he struggles to get around a bit nowadays. All right. And, uh, yeah. Has he got a shop mobility scooter? He has. He's been bombing. He's got, like, it's a huge thing. Yeah. And he, you go around with him and he's great. I, I wonder, what did old people do before. before those? They must have just stayed indoors. Stayed indoors. Be miserable. My old man had one of them. He used to call it his Harley. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he was an absolute terror in it. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it is a bit embarrassing when you go into a pub. Yeah, and uh, you know they've got wide aisles to uh, accommodate these things. But it's when he gets when when he wants to go out, 
and it's got a reversing beeper on it. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. And everybody's got to get out of the way. And he's going, yeah. beep, beep. It's like you've got a forklift truck this in This is room. exactly the same as my old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, 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 uh, he, he used to just, uh, like, wear it in the end. You know, like he'd sort of stick his neck out and say, what of it? And if you got in his way, you'd bib bib your horn yeah. and you'd have to jump out of the way. But this one's got front it, lights, it's, it's got back brake lights, and it's got yeah. all sorts going on. And I, I'm amazed at how they get away with it. They need licences for them, I'm sure. Oh, aye, definitely, yeah. <laughs> they definitely should. Yeah, absolute menace, my, my old man. If, you, if yours was anything like, yeah. And they're all over the place when you're down there. Uh, you know, you're passing and there'll be three abreast and everything yeah. on the path. And uh, he, but he's he's driving now. He's got quite a good one. Clothes shops were a, were a particular bloody hazardous place because he'd go through <laughs> and everything would just sort of stick to him. And he'd come out covered in clothes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he was off down the mall and security guard chasing after him. I, t- I tell you what I did do this week, kind of. It's probably I've got to mention this. I, I went to London and uh, I said goodbye to an old friend. Which is never easy, is it? Is it? Oh. So an old friend of mine, which I've known for about twenty five years. Uh, yeah, he passed away, and uh, I met up with some other old friends, and uh, we said goodbye to him, and uh, I met up with, his, with some of his family, some of whom I knew, and uh, yeah, yeah, sort of bring the mood down a bit. Yeah, guy, wow. but, but but what? But just the point, really. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sp- speaking of your dad, who's getting <laughs> find it hard to get around, <laughs> I went to a funeral the other day. Yeah, well, <laughs> look, just it, it does make it does make you think, doesn't it? Life is very short. You, you've got to bloody embrace every moment you really have, you know. So, yes, it's worth saying. As like. we get older, and I was talking to my dad about this, you know, and every every third story it was like, oh, I went to his funeral or this person passed away, you mm. know. And as you get older, that's going to happen a lot more, sadly. But um, what it means is you need to get on the blower to all your friends and just check in. Make yeah. sure that you know that you're, you know, you're still there for each other. But do, because you don't want to be meeting each other, you know, at these venues and these events, do you? No, exactly that. And that's exactly, yeah. And that seems to be where off, you know, my family, that seems to be the only time they ever get together nowadays, yeah. you know, yeah. is to see someone off. Anyway, oh, well done, Pablo. You really, really brought... <laughs> <laughs> Could have saved that one for later. <laughs> so, oh, well, that's what I did. I think yeah. your friend deserves one of those. Yeah, he'd have liked that. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Praise Be. I've put... On the night tickets. Oh, you you were inundated last minute, were you? It, no, this no, this is a new thing. I haven't. I've been doing comedy for a few years, and about four years now in Chedgrave, and we've never sold tickets on the bar, and we've never really pushed tickets after a show for the next gig, and we've been having gigs and saying, "Oh, look, grab your tickets when you pay your tab, get some tickets for next month." Ah. Selling like twenty, thirty tickets on a night. For yeah, the following month, brilliant. Never done that before. So praise be to the people that are buying them because yeah, yeah. Uh, that you know some people usually don't leave it until right at the last minute. That's good. So you get them at the end of the night when they're paying the tab, and then they say, "Do you want your tickets for next time well, as well?" And what and I do, a bit well, old, they go, yeah, I do. Right, I do a little bit of a loyalty discount. It's like but you're in the room, you've got your wallet on you, you're about to go and pay your bill. So you can get you know twenty percent off tickets for next month's gig. It's a good, move, and they guy. lap it up. Yeah, yeah so so move. we were half sold out before we've even started. And normally we're struggling like on the on the Monday. Yeah, we've I mean, only sold about fifteen tickets. It means you can stop worrying as well, yep. which is you know it's a kickstart for the night. And uh, so I highly recommend that to promoters. 
I do tickets for a tenner on the night and they all go off and not everyone buys them. Do yeah. it. Um, have them ready and have them all behind the bar or whatever. Uh, that's nice. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promoter mouths. Thank you, Tony, for that. Yeah, ah, patrons, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and also to say, share, share, and share. Let Get other people involved and give us a review. Yeah, um, if, if you're too tight to be a Patreon, or maybe too poor in this cost of living crisis, well, uh, it, it will forgive well, you. Well, while we're on you, the you're, subject, you're very welcome. we are going to be moving early episodes across to the Patreon, aren't we? Because it's getting a bit lengthy. Yes. There's a bit too much to choose from, and so we're going to put about half of them across into the Patreon uh, yeah. site yeah. Uh, with a view that we've got more for people to listen to, but then if they really like it, they might pop across and look at the back catalogue as well. And also, I think it's fair to say it took us a little while to find our voice, so to speak, um, and we've improved as we've gone on. So, If I listened to episode one, would I keep listening? Because some people do that, don't they? They go, well, I'll go well, back and see, it. It, see where it started. I mean, I've been told by somebody who's listened to episode one and said, if I just heard that and nothing else, I wouldn't, wouldn't listen. Mm. So there is that as well. Yeah, and yeah. so I think for the first 15 episodes or so, maybe we'll just squirrel those away and just yeah. keep on keeping on. And uh, oh, that's, that's another thing that happened. Um, you, you and I had a uh, test uh, pod with my new gizmo. Mm. Yeah, we did that. And we did. Uh, I've got to get round to editing it and put it on the Patreon. Oh, I didn't. I don't think it would make a podcast. I think some of it, it might. Do. It was all a bit serious and technical, wasn't it? No, there was bits of it that were quite funny. I was listening back and I, I was I was chuckling at it. I would very much. I I very much look forward to seeing your editing. Yeah. And and how it comes out. Well, it, to make you sound good and to make me sound like an absolute cock, probably. <laughs> Um, that's what I do when I'm editing it, <laughs> and and yet you still sound like what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to comedy rumours forward slash shit housery. Yay! I, I was really tempted to write a jingle for this, but just not at the time. I've even got it in my mind what the jingle will sound like. What for this week's comedy nonce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, actually, you pointed out. Because this is one thing I did write down. We've got another comedy sex pest. Oh, it's not a nonce, it's is it? It's not a nonce. It's, it's not a nonce. It's just a straightforward sex pest. Yeah, good old-fashioned sex pest. Yeah, Just yeah. like they used to be. Yeah, exactly. And it was that... Oh, I could never get my head around his name. What was his name? I should have wrote it down on there, shouldn't I? Hardeep. Hardeep. Hardeep Coley. Yes, that's the guy. Hardeep. And there's lots of uh, other comedians making puns about his name being hard and deep and whatever. Oh, yeah, I know it's a bit of a tap. I quite it? like the um, I quite like this the song that the Bee Gees wrote about him. Hard deep is your love. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Pablo. Uh, you came with me on that one. Brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, there's another another sex pest in the comedy industry, and that got me to think. Right, it's the. Whenever there is a sex pest in any industry, it gets reported and people sort of say, yeah, this industry is rife with sex pests. I mean, McDonald's, right? McDonald's the other week. Apparently, there's been uh, instances of uh, sexual misconduct in McDonald's. And and people are sort of saying, it's a culture of uh, sex pestery. Okay. Yeah, in McDonald's. Um, I know the Catholic Church is... Definitely nailed on 
all of those uh, all of those men with uh, vows of celibacy, nay, nay, young blokes in frocks, like you know, that's not going to end well, is it? You know what I mean? Uh, but well, well it, I, it should end well. But it's yeah. it's not meant. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: I'm not sure it's a, it's a given. It's not a given, but statistically, you would probably imagine that the uh, uh, the times that it wouldn't end well will be more than in an occupation that doesn't involve wearing frocks and uh, sexual frustration because you're not allowed to uh, do anything with your man. Okay. That's, so, I know, you know, that's, that's just, not really giving it so much thought, but yeah, I know. as you have. I've given it loads of thought. But, um, yeah, and lots of sex pestery in the police force and everything. But it just, you know, just I think there is a percentage of wrongings out there and... Whatever industry you're in, yes. there's, there's going to be a bunch of wrongings. Yeah. So, so to label the whole industry, um, with the I'd say with the exception of the priesthood, because that's def- there's a definite thing going on there. There must be a ratio somewhere. <laughs> One in every so many people are a sex pest. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, who knows? And yeah. so you're, you're probably not far from one. Yeah, yeah. If it was one in two. Yeah. We're looking at me like that for. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the teaching, for example. Yeah, well, I reckon there's a higher proportion in teaching, definitely. I mean, there was a couple in my school. They, they've since gone on to be found out to be uh Well, I've worked, with a, I've worked with a few. And, and, and were they nonces? Have you, did you uh, actually, have you worked with anybody who was a, like, it turned out to be a bit of a sex pest or a nonce? Well, I told you before, I trained with one. I trained with one and he ended up getting convicted. Yeah. Um, and... Oh, the school I worked at. Oh, I probably shouldn't say, should I? Because it's in this. Uh, it's in. It's up the road. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, probably yeah, not. Yeah, leave that there. Yeah, but yeah. Well, it was. Well, it's all in the news. But what? I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was in the news. Yeah, yeah. It's in the public domain. Yeah, yeah. He was getting wanked off in the in in the. <laughs> Stop there. <laughs> <laughs> so the story goes. Yeah. yeah. Well, he got convicted, didn't he? He did. He did. Yes. Yeah, so it's not really like... For getting wanked off by a pupil. Yeah. Well, that's uh, well, <laughs> that's <laughs> shocking, isn't it? it? Is yeah, it's probably not even wise to make a joke about that. Yeah. But what 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 did happen was the the friends that he had at the school were still kind of being quite supportive of him. That does happen. I think people mm. get in denial, don't they? Because he was pleading in his innocence, and I, and even though he was convicted, I guess um, you know you can still pick your corner. I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? People, you're probably better off just saying nothing. But um, yeah. But when um, you when your address is put in the newspaper as well, they, oh. they named him of uh, you know yeah, right. Robertson Road or whatever. Oh dear, That's that that R. Kelly bloke, um, you you played me uh, his album that he did uh, after he'd been convicted. <laughs> yes, and it's all like uh, there's a track in it. Uh, what was the track? The first of it was yeah, I really did it. So what? And then he started sort of saying, you know, well, they were a bit young, but they were asking for it was the first of the yeah, track, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he released that from prison. Yeah, yeah, Pretty yeah. much. It's actually very well produced. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. An amazing display of absolute bewildering narcissism. Yeah. And I think very often these people are of that ilk because they think they can just do what they like. But, um, but there is a percentage, and it's not particular to the... Uh, a comedy industry. But so, so what there you seem to be a few though, don't they? What are you saying about this 
Hardeep. Hardeep. Well, I just wanted to log the fact that there's another comedy sex pest. Well, I don't even know. I didn't even know who he was until the last week, really. Yeah, well, this amazes me. Because Have I been Mrs. living under a rock? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Mrs. Pablo knows of him. He is mainstream. I've seen him, and he's Scottish. Yeah, that's That's it. all I know, yeah, 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 really. Yeah. I've seen him crop up, but I don't. I didn't give him any credit for anything that he, he's done. He's supposed to be a comedian, but he's always a little bit whiny and a little bit sort of, I've got, you know, worlds against me kind of attitude. He's a, he's, a, he's a funny character. I'd imagine he's one of the more successful Sikh celebrities that have broken through on the British yeah. entertainment yeah, yeah, um, yeah. arena. Yeah, absolutely. He is. Uh, so he's, yeah. he's let them down, hasn't he? He has let them down. He's let them all down. Yeah, yeah. There he was, flying the flag. Well, to be fair, it's all alleged because he's been charged, but he hasn't been found guilty, so it's all alleged at this point. We should say that. And it's historic, isn't it? It doesn't mean it didn't happen, that. No, but I'm just saying, it's a historic case, so it could have been from years ago. What, when attitudes were different, so like... No, no, it's just from years ago. Yeah. And we should, we should before we move on, we should mark the fact that we are overdue a second hearing for Mr Tom Bins. Speaking of comedy sex bests. Yeah, what's going to go on there then? Oh, it's a weird one, isn't it? It keeps getting booted down the road, so I can't work out whether that's going to work well for him or work bad for him. Hey, do you know what? I did have an idea for a spin-off podcast. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, interviewing comedians who have upset people. Right. So so com- comedians that are uh, maybe not as popular as they used to be because of uh, things they've done or said. Well, like Tom Bins. Oh, God, that'd be difficult. Hey, Tom, you've upset a few people. Yeah. Anything you've got to say for yourself? I kind of like approach it like a Louis Theroux type pod. Who would you have on? Maybe Andrew Lawrence. Okay. Uh, Wolf Franken. All right. Um, who else? Yeah, just them two, really. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe Tony Marese. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's a few out there that... Um, what did Tony do? Uh... Tony went down the rabbit hole a little bit during the pandemic and had alternative beliefs that he was passionate about and very vocal about. And I think during the pandemic, a lot of people were like, don't know about this, you know. Could get Craig Campbell on. Yeah, could do. Yeah. But by the way, Tony, whilst he does have, uh, uh, he has beliefs that I don't necessarily subscribe to, he's a, he's a top bloke in the out. He was, when he was in, in the game, an absolute top draw comedian. Mm. As to where the other aforementioned acts, so I mean, there may be something in that people might want to give it a listen, and they might be pleased to have their say. Nice. Is that is that us done on the noncery and sex uh, pestery? Yeah. Well, I, I must say after that, that, I just thought of that that was just me thinking what that what I went on subsequently to say. Uh, those people I just mentioned, not sex pest or nonces. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They just upset people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's very important that we clear that up. Yeah, exactly. Um, what anyway, Hardeep. Hard look, Hardeep. Very nice. Yeah. I've put Georgie Greer, Tears of a Clown. Okay. Um, have you read about this? No, what is this? Okay, so it's an Edinburgh thing. Um, at the start of the Edinburgh Festival, uh, Georgie Greer had a show. It's a one-woman show. And she was performing to, I think, it was one person or one or two people turned up. Ah. And she went on to social media crying, had a little cry, had a little cry um, saying how upset she was. It was really 
uh, not much fun, um, and was really sad that all her efforts were being presented to a very small audience. And this was picked up by some celebrities. She went on social media. They all got behind her. And the next day, she had a full house. Just because of the momentum it had picked up on social media. Well, that's nice. However, it turns out um, she did exactly the same thing last year. And she got an empty house and cried on social media, but didn't obviously get the full house. And and suddenly everyone went, hang on a minute. Yeah, hang on a minute. I've seen this before. So, yeah, um, that's a bit of, is that shithousery? Or is it clever marketing? Well. I'd say it's genius. It reminds me of a little incident, yes. (laughs) Did you remember your pollster that got ripped, but you went on social media in in the... on the Lord and I, and said, oh, I can't believe somebody ripped yeah. my poster off. Yeah, I knew exactly what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, and then he put a picture of the poster, and everybody's gone, that's terrible, that's yeah. terrible. Welcome, Kai, welcome to your comedy night. I can't believe somebody ripped your poster off the notice board. Yeah. And, yeah. and do you know what? I couldn't fit more people in the room last month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Tears of a Clown, I think it's very clever. Yeah. Will she do it next year, I wonder? I'd go for the hat trick. Might <laughs> as well. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. But there have been a few people on uh, on there saying about their small houses that they've not got many in. Um, but that's the nature of Edinburgh, isn't it? That's it. It is, yeah. Shithousery from Edinburgh reviewers going in on the first night. Imagine that. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? Isn't it? Before you've even found your feet. You've literally just got off the train, unpacked your bags... First yeah. night in, you've got three people. you got that guy from Chortle or whoever, like, <laughs> scribbling away, going, I don't like this. Yeah, they're determined to get it, you know, to get their uh, content out there. Ugh. I don't think that's fair at all. Give them a week to bed in. Yeah. But they're all up there doing it. There's been a few good reviews, by the way, in the first week, which is good. I suppose if you're not prepared, maybe yeah. you shouldn't be doing it straight away. Prepare to fail. Yeah, get it up there. But, um, yeah, that was just one. Uh, there's been a few. I haven't seen any one-starers yet mm. coming out. We'll see. I've, I've seen a few fours, a few good ones going coming up. Um, Ian Stone, I think he got three stars. Really? You said that was amazing. Yeah, he only got three. Yeah. And who else? Paul Sinha. He's got a four-star. He's doing really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's lovely. I like watching on social media uh, some of the acts that have gone up there are a bit more vocal on social media, a bit more active. And they're documenting their process up there. And so they're saying, oh, it was a bit long and this bit, and I've cut this bit out reluctantly, and it's better because of it. And it's really nice to see that. It's, it's, yeah. it's good to follow them. Um, yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's going on. This is what I'd like. You've been a bit quiet, Pablo, while I've been talking about Edinburgh. And uh, you weren't so quiet when I was on the train messaging you uh-huh. uh, when I said, oh, we've got loads of stuff on uh, on this week. Um, and you said about the Edinburgh stuff that you said, oh, we should stick that on a bit later. What what have you got against Edinburgh content? Are you going to read out what I said? I'm going to I'm going to just bring it back to your attention. All right. Because I didn't agree with it. But I've been really interested in comedy for years, but couldn't give a flying fuck about Edinburgh. Those were your words. <laughs> they were, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you stand by that? Yeah. In in the cons, let me give some context. Can I just let you put put yourself in my position? Who put lots of bits up there to talk about, and then yeah. you said that, and my instant reaction was, "I'm going to delete that." I didn't, I didn't say it to piss on your chips. <laughs> the, the, the way the way I saw it is that we we've got a lot of comedian listeners, and we know that. 
Um, we've also got a lot of uh, we've got comedy industry listeners, and we've also got a lot of non-comedy industry listeners. And wh- when I was an open sport, people would talk about Edinburgh, and I used to think sounds a bit expensive and wet. And the, the level of entry you need to get to do something in Edinburgh isn't actually being good. It's having the money or the inclination to do it. You know, I mean, I'd rather go somewhere hot and sit on a beach than go up there. You know, I'm, I'm but it's, sl- a, I'm, it's a I'm comedy sl- festival, though, isn't it? It's it, a professional. It's an industry event. It is an industry event, and you know, I don't. I, I, I apologise for sort of pissing on your chips a little bit. I didn't mean to. And it's the biggest comedy festival, and we are a comedy orientated we podcast. Are. We are. We are. But um, I just couldn't find myself getting. Well, at that moment in time, I just spoke from my heart. And said it, I couldn't give a flying fuck about Edinburgh. Well, it's yeah. just, there's, there's a lot of, pe- lot of comedians on my timeline saying exactly that as well. Well, they might be, but I'd say a lot of the comedians that we book are up there. Yeah. Frequently. Yeah. And also hundreds of them up there. So if this had been a bit of an Edinburgh twist, we might have got loads of listeners out of it. Yeah, we were talking mm. about Edinburgh. What are they going to say about Edinburgh? Hundreds of them up there. Well, if, you, if you're up there and you're listening to this... Well, they won't be now because we've not really done Edinburgh, have we? I had Edinburgh Special written at the top of that. Stick it in the clip, mate. It gives a fuck. <laughs> Edinburgh Special. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, we, we slagged off Edinburgh. Yeah. No. Pablo but, couldn't give a flying fuck about Edinburgh. It's a beautiful city. I'm still thinking to go up there for a couple of days. Well, if you've got the time off. Well, maybe. I went to... Exmouth, and it took seven hours, and I thought, well, that's the same sort of amount of time it takes to go to yeah. Edinburgh, and yeah. I can do that. I get, I've got loads of work done on the train. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe do that then, go up on the train. It's quite a lonely journey on your own, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, not when you get there. I mean, I, I'd like to go. After me saying all of that, if I had the money and the time, um, I'd like to spend, you know, a good sort of five days there. Um Going around seeing everything, meeting up with people that you only ever see sort of once every couple of years or whatever, mm. um, having a beer and sort of, you know, being part of it. Yeah, I suppose I'd feel different if I was doing all of that. Maybe just because I know that um, I haven't got the time or the money to do it, maybe I'm a bit down on it. Well, I can see, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Parking Like a Twat in Loddon and Chedgrave. Brackets? No good. You've put nothing again. I'm, be- I'm beginning to wonder whether I, I um, whether I need you, Pablo. Now the, the, I might as well just make my own lists. About three weeks ago, there was a there was one where you put absolutely fuck all as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you know, doesn't I, make I'm, it okay, does it? I yeah, felt bad no, at the time. I, I think it does. At least, uh, yeah. I, I made stuff up though. Uh, but anyway, um, parking like a twat. I've put no Dion. Oh, right, because... As in Odeon, but no, Dion. Yeah, yeah. Um, The Jub Hub Silent Cinema. Silent Cinema. Yeah. You know the Jub Hub? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a little venue which is doing a decent enough job of uh, bringing the community together for teas and breakfasts and yeah. uh, entertainment and boozes. What was it? You, what it used to be called? The Jubilee Club. The, the, the Jubilee Hall. It's called the Jub. Affectionately yeah. known as the Jub. Well... He's on social media, he's quite active on social media, and he keeps putting in these little polls about what cinema, what film they should watch. Yeah. Um, And he puts on a little cinema night, and then everyone comes together, watches the film. Um, He's got a big screen, I guess. And he keeps putting on a poll, 
and everyone votes on it. And it gets quite exciting about what film they're going to watch. And uh, um, on two separate occasions now, and he picks the film and he says, this is the film we're going to watch. And then come the day of the film, there's a little post saying, sorry, um, our broadband can't handle it or something. <laughs> <laughs> and that's happened twice now. Now, uh, I'd love to go along to see the cinema, but it's just not quite working. So the Job Hub Silent Cinema I put um, is quite an exciting thing. You know, you get people voting and then you just disappoint them at the end of it. Uh, what do you reckon? Um, I've looked in supporting on cinemas before in, in, in a previous incarnation looking after a retail park. And you, you have to get licences to publicly show a podcast. Well, maybe he has that. Maybe he has that. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, he he was reliant. I think the first time it was like, oh, no, we can't download the film. Uh, we can't download it or we can't we haven't got a signal so we can't watch it and my first thought was have you heard of dvd players it didn't used to happen then did it where you just get a dvd player and plug that in yeah well, i mean and pop a dvd on can you still buy one i mean well, everyone's got them haven't they no have you not got a dvd no player? you sling them out you don't need them because you can just download wow. stuff wow you don't you don't need it have you still got a gramophone no yeah, well, nobody kept them because, you know, the uh, technology was superseded. But if you've got, a, if I, okay, if I've put an event, let me let me rewind then, as somebody puts events on, if I've put an event on, yeah. and I know there's going to be loads of people coming to that event yeah. to watch a film, let's say, and we've had a little technical hiccup where we can't actually access the film, yeah. I'd be running around finding a DVD player, not turning everyone away, mm. wouldn't you? Yeah. And then apologising and then saying, we'll do it next week. And then next week comes around and it happens again. You could uh, get a DVD from Argos, I'm sure. I would have been, yeah, straight up there. And then you could take it back and go, ah, <laughs> oh, I didn't need it after all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've all done that, haven't we? I haven't, but... No, neither have I. No, no. But but you could do that. Yeah. But that surely that's the that's one way around solving a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Getting a DVD player. Is there much of a take-up for it? Oh, I, I don't know. Are they charging? No, I think it's free. Oh, right. You know, yeah. Maybe you don't need a licence. To put a film on in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a funny territory. Are you just it? saying that now, just because you feel bad that you might just have flagged up a major piracy ring? It's a bit of a crap bureaucracy. If it is a thing, it really is. It shouldn't be a thing, you know what I mean? I mean, you can go to a pub and they can you can watch a countdown in the middle of the afternoon. Mm. I always think having a telly on in a pub sucks the atmosphere out of it. What's the music licence? The P... PRS. PRS. Yeah. There are some places that I've seen are charging, are trying to charge promoters oh, yeah, a for fee P- for... PRS for playing their music beforehand. Yeah. Because they haven't got their own. Because they haven't got their own. Yeah, well, I, I tell you what, put that right in shit house, we? Yeah. I'll tell them to get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's going to cost you this much because you need a licence or... Um, I mean, I've been charged towards the PRS for for an event, so I guess he, he divides it across the year, and I think that's a bit shit. Yeah, it's yeah like, it is. So that the um, the people who are putting the shows on pay, pay a bit of it. To recoup it. Venues are funny things, aren't they? If they're run by a committee, there'll always be some bloke there who loves the spreadsheets a little bit too much, got their little little bit of power, and they'll 
come trotting out with some of these stipulations. Yeah, I've come across it a few times. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah your PRS man, he can go and well take a long. I mean, that's not a commercial thing to do, isn't it? Come along and put your gigs on at our hall, and we could sell a load of drinks, and uh, you know, it'd be great for the community. By the way. You want to pay the PRS? You're like, what? Yeah. No, no one else makes you do that. Costs a couple no. of hundred quid. No, and, and whilst we're about it, you could pay the PI insurance as well, mate. Thank you. P-I-S-S insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piss off, exactly. in other words. Seagull News. It's now time for Seagull News. See, this is, this is what they've all been waiting for, okay? Well... I, t- I tell you what, you've um, you've gotten into the spirit of this, haven't you? I've only done it to make you happy, Pablo. And boy, did you deliver. Okay. Did you deliver. You've, well, you've, you've come up with probably the best story yet. Do you think so? I think so. I, again, this is stateside. Not only is it stateside, but the Americans are talking about our seagull problem over here in Blighty. Okay. Yeah. Fox News. Yeah, Fox 22, Philadelphia. And I just saw it there. Do you know what I thought? Well, if if we're going to have to... If we've got David Attenborough to do the bloody voiceover, I suppose we're stuck with it now. So I thought, oh, what have we got? And I came up with Britain Zoo hiring human seagull scarers. Must be an excellent flapper. Yeah, and, and the story is what, what they say. So where, where did this go down? Uh, this went down in Blackpool. So Blackpool is big on seagulls. It really is. It is a it is a good seaside town for seagulls. I mean, the thing is with Blackpool, it's a little bit like Yarmouth, but very much more so. Even the the, the fair in Blackpool, the Pleasure Beach, was owned originally by the same people who owned the Pleasure Beach in Yarmouth. Oh, yeah, and it's very similar in the, the town is very similar in structure. So you, you've got um, the. The street along the coast, the promenade. Yeah. You go back a street up beyond that. It's an absolute shithole with white dog shit, and it looks like it hasn't been, hasn't had any love in years. Just like Yarmouth. Just like Yarmouth, very much like it. So it is very much the uh, the twin town of Yarmouth is Blackpool. Well, I just came from Exmouth, and they've got a, a law there: you're not allowed to feed the seagulls, or you get fined. Oh, that's madness, isn't it? Yeah, and so. Um, and that's a similar sort of thing as well. You know, you've got the front seafront, and then just if you, you don't have to go far to find some of the rough edges, yeah. let's say. But this story here, look. Are you outgoing, energetic, and an excellent flapper? A zoo in Britain has the job for you. Blackpool Zoo is in the seaside town of Blackpool. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? Where zookeepers have always had problems with seagulls trying to steal food from visitors and penguins alike. Penguins? What? Penguins? Uh, Seagulls make a real nuisance of themselves during busy times at our eateries and also during talks, feeds and demonstrations that involve fish. Zoo officials told Fox Oh, I see. News. So the demonstrations with the penguins. I thought they were sort of insisting that penguins dwelled with the seagulls. No, Just, no, no. Ah, right. They were feeds and demonstrations that involve fish. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, which makes sense. Now, we'll put the picture on our Facebook page, but uh, there is the... What would you call that? Is that the uniform? Looks like one of those football mascots. It does. A I, giant eagle. Yeah, I mean, I used to go 
Crystal Palace matches. But, uh, my my uh, friends in South London and they had a big eagle running around. I have to that's say, that's what it looks like. I did have to look back to see if this was published on April the first. Yeah, and it right. wasn't. It was May. And now I right. don't know. Was it published in Britain on April the first, and they picked it up and published it in May? Yeah, that was my also also my thinking. Right, right, right. Could be, couldn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Well, well, well. Funnily enough, right, because I've worked in uh, property management for a good few years now. And what what they're saying goes on here is people dressed as uh, hawks or eagles going around flapping the wings to, just, yeah. uh, to scare off the uh, uh, seagulls. But I've actually had that idea. Well, I've had a similar idea because we uh, pigeons and seagulls on rooftops are a nuisance. They, they 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 crap everywhere and they cause a lot of damage. So people over. Over the years, we've come up with different methods of getting, of deterring the seagulls and the pigeons. Mm-hmm. And they'll go from pigeon spikes, which I don't think is very nice. No. Because they get, get stuck on them and, and what have you. And they've gone for uh, big wooden hawks, actual hawks, and uh, the bird scare noises. The same device they use oh. to sort of deter teenagers from sort of gathering around outside off licenses and that. Which but, one works best? Well, you know what I really wanted to do? Right, I wanted to tarmac, put a load of bitumen on top of a roof, right, so that the birds would stick to it. You'd leave them there, then you'd flick them off with a spatula. Okay. That that was I was I was thinking of painting in that, but um, that's not the most humane way of no that, stopping that, them. I know you don't like them, Pablo. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah, I have given it a lot of thought, and uh, yeah. Well, I think we're more qualified now to be able to comment now that we run this. I, I, uh, is there anybody seagull. mailing you about uh, seagulls? I'm getting I messages get a lot, you know. No. <laughs> I am. Right. I, 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 I find this hard to believe, Pablo. I've, I've had three messages this week alone about seagulls. I've sent you one. Yeah, so, so yeah. Uh, John B said, oh, I really enjoyed this, this week's seagull news. Well, he said yeah. it was he was pissed himself, but it was arguably the worst story we've ever run. He loved it. thought it was fantastic, he said. Um, I think uh, Simon sent me, Simon, Patreon Sai sent me a picture of a seagull trapped underneath a car from Tesco's car park. He, he knew we'd like it, you know. So he sent us that. Dead seagulls. Yeah. Just before we came out, I got text by Steve Double Barreled Vagina sending me a note saying he's seen loads of seagulls lately and he wants to know what's going down. I think, I, I, I wonder if they're listening to the pod. Because there's, there's more seagulls around here than there used to be. Read on. Uh, this year, the zoo's operations manager decided to try something different. They're hiring a team of five people to wear an eagle costume and use their flapping skills to scare the seagulls away. Nice. The costume is uh, something the seagulls won't have seen before, and as intelligent birds, they will naturally not like it. As who officials say. The costume also makes a sound when the person is moving, which is something else the seagulls don't like. <laughs> Photos and videos of the seagull deterrent in action have gone viral on every continent, according to the zoo. They've received more than 200 applications, with some coming from Australia, Thailand, India, Ukraine and Uganda. See, I can believe this, because as they say, you know, we have been absolutely inundated with Three messages just this week. Mm. Okay, so you'd have gone for that. I can imagine you in that outfit, guy. Well, at least you know my early mind training would have probably worked as yeah. a as a in the in the interview at least. I've got to hand it to you, Kai. This is 
undoubtedly the best bit of podcasting we have ever, ever done. Well, Pablo, I think you're just saying that to keep me on board with it. I really do. I, I like it because I did think, oh, that's nice. Pablo liked that. Um, it did fill me with a bit of confidence and yeah. a little warm feeling. But then I thought, no, hang on. Oh, it's, it's, it's made everything worthwhile. He knows how much I hate this and he's just making me feel better about it. No, no, I don't see... What, look, there's nothing to hate. It's, it's definitely the best bit of the show. Well, right. there we go. Um, flapping. Mm. Did you? How do you think that went, Pablo? Yeah, I thought that was excellent. That was, I'm, I'm, honestly, I think it's the best thing we've ever done. Opinion whores. Yeah. So I've put pronouns in corporate signatures. Really necessary? Question so, mark. Pronouns in corporate... Oh, is somebody signing something off? And at the end, in brackets, they're putting... I've got an email from... Per day. Every now and then, it's, it's happening more and more, uh, but an email from a lawyer, and then in his email signature, in brackets, it says, he, him. And I was like, well, what? Surely, why, why do we need to know? Yeah, surely if... You've changed it, maybe then, and you want people to be aware that you've changed it. But if he is a he, him, mm. and you think he's a he, him, there is no need to put he, him, surely. Yeah. It, well, Unless they've changed their gender and they want to be a she, her. Well, how would you know when they're sending you an email? Well, because they've signed it off as Jim. Well, well Jim might be a lady nowadays. Mr. Mr. Jim Jones. You could be called Jack. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, which could be Jackie or Jacqueline. Oh, so you you didn't know who you were communicating with? If it was Dave, he, him. It's no, you just don't, do you? It, it's creeping in. It's surely, creeping in. Surely before it used the, to be Mr. From Mr. Kai Barron. Well, that, that should be sufficient, shouldn't it? Should it? I mean, you Mr. Know. Well, Mr. Now, now we're going, okay, well, it's it's... Yeah, Dave Williams, he, him. You're skirting around Instead it. of... No, that, that's how it, it should be, isn't it? Well, uh, well it, it should be with a, with the pronouns or no, not? No, no. No pronouns. You should just be able to put... If you really want people to know that, and make a point of it, you could put Mr. What if you want to, you're one of those they, them... Well, words? that's it. Then you can put it. Then you can put it. Oh, that's not very inclusive, though, is it? No, but then you at least you're making people aware that you've made a change. Here, here's the thing, right? If, if Mister is for somebody who identifies as a man, Missus is somebody who identifies as a a, a married lady, mm-hmm. Missus a less married lady, yeah. and Miss as a lesbian, right? What isn't? Have I got that wrong, Kai? I think you might have got that wrong. The Miss. What's Miss for then? It's not for Misbian, is it? What's it for? What's a Miss? Uh, Miss is for a young lady. Or like a Miss. A bit like a Miss. What's younger. the difference? Ms. Is, 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 is a, a miss, but sort of, um, but a bit more self importance. An important miss. Ms. Mm. I'm not sure. I've got a funny feeling that people sort of, when they say they were Ms. But any, anyway. Well, they were lesbian. Is that what you're saying? But that's what I was thinking. You were under the impression that Ms. is because you're a lesbian. Yeah, you know, you like l- a female football fan or something. Or a rugby, a hockey goalkeeper, female. Yeah. yeah. Or a tennis player. Yeah. Or... 
here, here's what I was thinking, right? So if Mister was a man, a PE teacher, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go on. <laughs> um, if Mister was a man, Mrs. is a lady, Mrs. is also a lady, so it's Miss, right? Yeah. yeah. If you're they them, mm. right? What's what's the version of Mister and Mrs. were they them? Well, that's when they can say they them at the end, just to make you aware that their name is with a they them. Can I put that? Kai brackets they them. You can't, please. So a they them is that? That means I'm not a him her. I'm, not, I'm sorry, I'm not a he she. You you you. I is that mean that you can be both? Girl girl, girl mode and boy mode, like uh, Eddie Izzard. What else is he called? When he's a lady, when he's in girl mode, is it Susie? Late? Susie, yeah. No, I, no. But what I'm saying is, people would assume that I'm a Mister Mister Kai. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm Kai. I, I, I brackets, let, let me just say I wouldn't take it for granted. But go on. Brackets they them yeah, right. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. So so it's necessary. Are we agreeing that it's necessary? That's only right. if you want. Only if you are making people aware that you've changed it that you're not the conventional so so if i've been mailed but emailed by a chap who i know is a chap because yeah. i've met him and then i see any signature is a he him um that's not, i don't think that is needed is what i'm saying yeah however if he has transitioned or or, or wants to be known as something other than his biological so, so if you got an email from a company that insisted that their employees went with the pronouns what would you would you think better, worse, or indifferent of that company? What if we all had to do it? They've said, yeah. Well, if you, you if you worked for a company and they said you've got to do it, what, would you would you enjoy that? Um, I wouldn't enjoy it, I'd, uh, but I I wouldn't kick up a fuss because I know who who which side my bread's buttered on. I know who pays my. If that's clearly that's something they've been told they've got to do now. Yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I, I don't think he's just doing that, and I think probably. You wouldn't just go and do that if you're in a law firm or whatever, would you? Suddenly start putting that against no, your name. No. If you they, obviously they made a corporate decision to do it. If you weren't told to do it, yeah. Because yeah. that, that would probably be the worst thing. Do you, let me put it this way as well. Do you think that would win the law firm more or less work by doing that and insisting that their employees all do that? I think if you are a he, him, and you have to put he, him next to your name, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> is what I, you know, if I'm going to be blunt. There we go. Right? Yes, yes. It, but the point I'm making is, if you want to, people to be aware that you aren't a he, him, then yes, it is yeah. a, a good idea, yeah. just so that you get that straight, yeah. so that when we meet, then you don't get cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? It is. It? It's, 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 it's well, mad. that was a, that, I think we handled that really well, actually. We think we did. We covered, no, we covered all bases there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we went all the way, yep. Yeah. I think looked at all the all the different um possibilities. Let, listeners, do get in touch if you think we handled that badly or we we need uh need to educate ourselves, do let us know. And do I need to apologize to anyone next week? Yeah, yeah, you you might do. I might do. Yeah. Um nice. You've put naked attraction. Just why? I don't watch television, Pablo. Yes. I keep saying this. Yeah. But I was in Exmouth yeah. and we were in the uh, apartment, my dad's partner's apartment. She was away and we had the apartment to ourselves and they've got a television. Mm-hmm. And on that television, Mrs. Kai was just channel surfing and what popped up? 
was oh, Naked Attraction. But it wasn't just your conventional Naked Attraction. All right. Now, it was, I've seen a few Naked Attractions along yeah. the way. Um, certainly wasn't on telly when I was a lad. I'd never have left my room if that was the case. <laughs> right. But however, um, she was watching it and it was the, um, it was the gay and lesbian version right. or episode. <laughs> That's every other episode now. Special yeah. or whatever. Yeah. My goodness. Is all I'll say. I haven't yeah. seen it for ages. They the, don't hang about, do they? There's some classic episodes, you know. But there, there is. Do, do, you, do you remember the uh, the antiques guy, the, the young kid? He was a, a big curly hair, and he was like a, an antiques fella. David Dickinson? No, he was. He was a young lad. He was always on shows a bit like that, and he was a bit of an eccentric. Probably looked a bit autistic, but he he, he had a big big fluffy curly hair. Anyway, he'd transitioned, and he came on the show. Obviously, had his man chopped off, and and, uh, uh, and 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 the boobies and stuff, and came out, and he 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 wasn't chosen. He was kicked off first, and he got the royal lump. Oh, oh. she she did. I'm I'm, I'm disrespecting. Uh, it, she's a he, she now, and she got the royal lump, and she's going. Well, it's your lookout. You're not getting any of this candy, and oh, well. But honestly, mate, it wasn't candy. <laughs> wow! Well, yeah, he wasn't. What he was a. Oh, yeah, it was just a weird watch. The, the curtain rose on four or five blokes, and you know it went up the legs, and it got to the middle part. Yeah, and one of them had the most enormous semi. It looked like right. <laughs> it was huge, and they were all joking about how massive his cock was. Yeah, um, and the guy who was choosing got a bit giddy, you know, and. Yeah. All they were talking about was just how big this guy's phallus was. And sure enough, he chose this guy. And it was pretty much the next shot was them running away hand in hand down a hotel corridor. They don't hang about, do they? It's not like the normal dating programs. Let let, let, let me tell you this. I remember Blind Date, Pablo. Yeah, yeah, That was was a much more gentle affair. Well, let let me tell you this. It's not an easy watch when you sat there with Mrs. Pablo and her stepdaughter. You know, and yet there's all these wangs on the screen. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's it's an uncomfortable watch. But it is funny. It is a sort of a must watch. And then one of them was choosing, and um, I thought it was full trans kind of um, situation. You could tell that she used to be a man or whatever. Came Then, then she got naked, and it was just... A bloke with a cock and a wig on, as far as it looked, <laughs> for all the world. Um, and again, next shot, they're just disappearing into a hotel room. And it's like, yeah. all they're doing this for is to get yeah, yeah a right royal bumming by the sound yeah, of it. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, I was in, um, I used to work with a couple of guys. Uh, their, their jobs were sort of caretakers. And there's an old guy, he's uh, sort of late 60s. <laughs> And we were sat in uh, sat in a breakout area, and this old guy, like he was saying, oh, "Have you seen that naked attraction?" And, and, the, and the other fellow that was there was, he was like, "Oh, what's that?" So, "Oh, you've seen it. It's mad. You watch it, and you see it all. You see everything." And he's there. And he's rubbing his hands together. He's going, "Oh, you see some lovely fannies." <laughs> <laughs> what am I listening to? What yeah. am I listening to? But well, this is what you know. People are watching it, thinking, "Oh, I've seen seen uh, seen a lady's part or yeah. man's part." And they were like, "Oh, turn around, let's see your ass, let's see it." Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> "My God, this, this, there's no shame." Imagine going into work the next day, 
after doing that yeah, show. Yeah, I, I know, don't yeah. get it. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. There are some weird people out there. But you, you're, you're, you're a Mrs. Kai's from Japan, right? Yeah. Isn't, I've seen some clips of stuff from Japan where where one of the shows that I've seen famously is where you're getting milked by 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 an attractive young girl and, and the part of the show is like to stay like unmilked for as long as possible. Oh wow. Have you seen that? No. Seen that clip? No. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I've seen one where where it's it's a I think a mother's gotta recognise her son or something. What looking at the willies? Looking at the willies and stuff. Yeah, there's some mad things on, that go on. I, on na- I I don't really look at willies very often, um, except when a naked attraction is on. One of them had one that looked like a walnut whip. Well, little, That's all I could describe, yeah. It, a bit stubby. It, well, you know what a walnut whip looks like. Yeah. I didn't know they came in that shape and size. Well, yeah, maybe it was cold, unless it was next to the man who had a big semi on. Maybe, he put him to shame. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it was a big extender. So Who go knows? go and have a look at that. Uh, and we're not going to be putting any clips on our Facebook page for this one. We might do. Uh, there's some on YouTube. That's a, Does that make it acceptable? There's, there's, there's re- I, I saw one with an old lady on there. <laughs> an old lady picking out of these old guys, and she was, and, and <laughs> there was a bit in it where she basically got out her organ. Quite literally, her organ with the sort of black and white keys. And um, she said she's a member of the church. And she started singing, The Lord is my shepherd. It was really fucking weird. Well, with her tits out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, if I was going to listen to it any, uh, in any form, that would probably be my one of choice. That would get me into church. She, she was the wrong side of 60, I reckon. Well. You know, well, yeah, you know, the yeah. I'm, I'm not a spring chicken. Yeah, well, she was beyond being a spring chicken. I'll, I'll find that clip. I'll try. I'll try and find it. So, naked attraction. Just why, Pablo? <laughs> Hellfire and damnation. In this section, we outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged, or where we think someone or something should be thrown. Into the pits of hell. <laughs> Thank you, Diane Abbott. Oh, she's got herself into trouble again, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that all over Twitter. Yeah, yeah. She'd, uh, yeah. Somebody yeah. said something about immigrants. Why don't they fuck off back to France? And she said something about, well, they fucked off to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, yeah. So is, I'm paraphrasing, but pretty much spot on that. Yeah, I think she said it in sort of sarcasm, but he didn't. Doesn't come across well, does it? Well, not if you're Diane Abbott. She's got, yeah. you know, I think she's got a track record, and she's an easy target for that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Um, whatever she says. But thank you, Diane. Um, I hope you don't get cancelled uh, for saying that. <laughs> well, well, we'll keep you on the pod, regardless. Yeah, yeah, we like you. You've put Morrison's loyalty sham cards. Yes, oh. I have, guy. Yes, I have. Have you got Morrison's loyalty card? I have. So they, they they keep changing the goalposts with these bloody things. Mm. At one point, you'd happily get your petrol and uh, your shopping, and every now and then you'd give you a little five pound voucher, and that was good because you could normally exchange that for you know a yeah. bottle of wine or something like that, which is nice. But now, well, they changed it so that some stuff that you'd normally pay normal price for is more expensive if you haven't got a card. That's a thing, right? Well, we've talked about that before, but there's a new thing now. 
when you're when you're shopping, you can go off and buy about seven or eight different things and get no points whatsoever. They only put points on certain things. Oh dear! So all they're doing is just just grabbing your data. You're not getting anything back for. I thought it was every every pound you spent, you got a point or whatever. No, they've changed or... it. You, you can. See, I, I went in the other day. I spent about thirty quid and a lot of stuff with me lunches and uh, got absolutely. I, I went over to the customer service and said, oh, "I haven't put any points on." And he went, "No, no, it doesn't work like that anymore, mate. You have to buy stuff where where they give you points and offer." Well, Morrison's loyalty sham cards get in the fucking bin. Yes, indeedy. You've also put people who reach out in inverted commas. Started winding me up that when an email starts off with, I'm just reaching out. It makes me skin crawl. I don't know what it is about that phrase. I don't know. Makes, I, makes, I, me, makes me go, oh, reach out. Uh, yeah. What is this? Thanks for reaching out. Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh, it, it, when I think of it, it... If you've got an email from somebody with pronouns, like with their pronouns displayed, and then they're also reaching out, it's like, oh. Or, yeah, yeah but probably they're going to be put reaching around. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm just reaching round. Oh, hello, no, then. Yeah, if only. That's it. So if you think of it like that, it might make it a bit more palatable. Well, it, I think it always reads as, I, I really want something from you, because I put it in this way, if you say no, that means you're the wanker. Well, no, Because I'm reaching out. That's touchy-feely, isn't it? I'm just reaching out. Yeah, yeah. Just give me something that I, I mean, I'm want not. I'm not going to not let you put this in. I think you are probably right. Uh, but I, it can also be, just be if you ask somebody a question. You could just ask a question and they'll say, oh, thanks for reaching out. God, see, even when mm. he said it there, he yeah, made it. Yeah, it, 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 it does make you judder. It's been but, around for years. But, you, but it has been around. But it seems to be a lot more, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm just reaching out. <laughs> Don't reach out. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of acts who have reached out asking for gigs. And I feel a bit bad now because somebody might be listening to this thinking, oh, I, I, I might, do that. I might start using it more often now. Thanks for reaching out. Makes my bloody skin crawl. I don't know what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to say reach out? Get in the, get in, get in the fucking bin. I'm going to put in Hellfire and Damnation looking your age. Oh. What? What? You, you're feeling old? I've grown up not looking my age. I've always been told I look a lot younger. Yeah, I could see that, Kerry. But recently, and it's happened twice now, in a very short space of time, people have said, so how old are you? And I do that little thing, have a guess, expecting them to say, about, you know, about 10 years younger than I am, right? Yeah. On two separate occasions now, somebody said, oh, late 40s, early 50s. And then I thought, you, it's happened, hasn't it? So I've, I've peaked. I'm now on the downward spiral. I apparently now look my age. Mm. Do you think so? Uh, I, I, I genuinely think you got a bit of a confusing face. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, um, not like in a Picasso type of way. But, <laughs> <laughs> but looking your age can get in the bin because I don't want to look my age. I've always looked younger, but now I've got to that point where people recognise me for what I am, which is an old bastard now. I think a lot of the time you look fairly young for your age. To be okay, fair. maybe it was just it, a bad day. Well, if you if you rough as toast mm. and, and you're dehydrated, oh, thanks, Travelling, it's got to catch up. But I don't. I don't want to look my age. I, the last time I was asked for ID, I remember a couple of times. One of them was when I was in my thirties, training to be a teacher, and I went to the supermarket near the school where I was training to be a teacher, and I was buying Red Bull. And I got asked for ID. I was 30-something. 
Oh, that was, was good. Yeah. I bet, and yeah. then another one was a paint scraper in B&Q mm. in my 30s. You was a paint scraper. I was, buying, not... I was buying one and apparently it's, a, oh, it's right. a, like a blade. I thought, this, I thought this was another job you had. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about you um, and um, you, you look like a lot of people. But there was another one I thought of. What's the, what's the name of that uh, ginger comedian from uh, from Yorkshire? Oh, ginger comedian from Yorkshire. Yeah, Keith Lemon. That's the guy. No. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not having that. You, you you look a bit like a Nancy Keith Lemon. A Nancy Keith Lemon, okay. But younger. All right. I'll tell you, when I, years and years ago, when I was about 20s, anyway. That's, that's unfair. You don't look like a Nancy Keith Lemon. Okay. You look like a Nancy Rick Astley. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, years and years ago, I was in my twenties. There was a DJ in Bristol, and I got mistaken for him on enough occasions for me to realise that we looked identical. It's, you know, it's like a doppelganger. Oh, right. to the point at which I used to get him free to clubs sometimes because wow. they used to think they used to go, "All right, mate, yeah, yeah, I'll go, come on through." It got a bit like that on two or three occasions, Brilliant. and people used to come up and think I was him, and I, I never used to deny it, but. It didn't get to a conversation where I had to either, you know, people just being nice and chatting. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, And you sort of realise at one point in that conversation, they, I'm, I'm not the person they think I am. And it was this DJ. I keep seeing things pop up on my feed, though, Pablo. Yeah. On the subject of doppelgangers. And Jason Manford always makes me double take when he pops up on my feed. I think, oh, what's Pablo doing? I, I get that a lot. Honestly, yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, it's Pablo. And then he was yeah. with someone. I thought, oh, that's not that's not Mrs. Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. He's ten years younger. <laughs> it, yeah, it's yeah. honestly, it's just got that little yeah. little double take. There's, there's chubby northern comedians. I'm always getting like likened to them. But speaking about doppelgangers, you hear about um, uh, Putin. You know, Putin's got um, body doubles. Yeah. Apparently, one of his body doubles overstretched himself this week. I don't know how true this is, but I like the story. They filmed him talking to a lowly official. He was giving the, the official a bit of a bollocking, but he over, overstepped the mark and called the guy a fat-faced fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, seen, I've also seen him um, meeting and greeting a crowd of people, and I think he kissed a woman on the cheek or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I think yeah. he's getting it go, go to his head a bit, because normally you have to be isolated before you even come anywhere near him, yeah, and he's yeah. out there mixing it up. And yeah, yeah. I've seen that same footage, yeah. and they reckon that's a doppelganger. Yeah, because yeah. the, the real one would not go yeah, anywhere he, near him. He's, he's down the other end of the table, which is about, I mean, you know, 10 metres back. I it? mean, it's not hard to find one, because when you look at these um, agencies where they've got the looky-likes, some I, I, of them are... Such a vast population as yeah. well, so, yeah, yeah there's going to be a few. Yeah, Nice. Who was it who went up to Edinburgh? It's a slightly di- different take, but um, wasn't it Richard Herring? Didn't he go up to Edinburgh once, but he grew a Hitler moustache? Oh, did he? And he had a Hitler moustache for the for the run. And, yeah, I think he was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was getting loads of stick for yeah. having, you know, the, the reaction of people. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if you looked exactly like him, though. Wow, yeah. Oh, well, in, in, actually, on that subject. Oh, yeah, well, seamless, <laughs> That guy. was a seamless, seamless one, wasn't it? On that, on that subject, let's plug our gigs, Pablo. Yes. well, you go first. Well, on September the 1st, I've got JJ Whitehead, which is picking up steam. We've half sold that one out. But on September the 7th, I've got Frank Sinatzi at the Bear and Bells in Beckles, and he does look a little bit like him. Yeah, well, he, he, yeah, yeah, he is. 
Third Reich. <laughs> That's what the people say. Strangers on my flight. <laughs> um, I love him. And I've, when I released the poster for it, I thought I'm going to get, I might get some backlash here on the public yeah. forums because people have a tendency to knee-jerk react to yeah, yeah. a picture of somebody who looks a little bit like Adolf Hitler. Yeah. But um, his, his whole act is basically a comedy Hitler, though, to be fair. Well, it is, yeah. 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 Um, and, and it is brilliant, and I will try my damnedest to be there for that one. And I'm, I'm going to drag, if a carriage is not working, I'll drag Mrs. Pablo along. Because I wanted to book him for our wedding, but she wouldn't have it. She wouldn't have it. I thought it would be brilliant. Well, he does a, He does Tom Moans, which is like Tom That's Jones it. in a care home. Yeah. Uh, have you seen him? Um, he's been to the White yeah, Horse. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Um, but Frank Snows, he's up in Edinburgh at the moment um, as part of the Iraq pack. And there's a, there's a Spliff Richard, isn't there? Like a there is a mate, of, a mate of his is Spliff Richard. He yeah. sings allegations, allegations. <laughs> and there's Elvis Corpsley <laughs> as well, which is like a zombie Elvis, Elvis Presley. There's a load of them. And they do really well up at the festival because they've got they do, loads yeah, yeah. of different character yeah. acts. That's where I first saw Frank Snazzy and it was so wrong and yet so right. Yes. And I, I've been trying to um, sort of phrase the uh, adverts I'm putting out. So the little bit of blurb I put on it it's like if you are easily offended and you, and you don't want to put that because you don't necessarily want people to think it's offensive but I don't want people walking out no uh, that happened the last time yeah no, only three people walked out the Wait, other 60 gave him an encore I'd like to put him at um, Southwold Arts Centre and see if the guy who uh, had a hissy fit about Auschwitz likes it that that'd be good what I do love about it which is a good endorsement is that um, uh, Sol Bernstein always gives the thumbs up and the hearts when I advertise Frank Sinatzi. And they, they do a, a show together often yeah. called the, Hit, uh, the the Nazi and the Jew. And <laughs> so he'll open and the other uh, close and they're on the same bill. Brilliant. Yeah, so yeah. it's all good, people yeah. of, uh, of Beckles. Uh, come and see Frank Sinatzi. And you've got that hot September. I have. I'm on the 15th of September. Who got, have you got? <laughs> got uh, TV's Bobby Davo with Friend of the Pod, Danny Postel. Oh, excellent. And on the 29th, got Troy Hawk. Uh, absolutely selling the shit on the tickets at Woodbridge and Southwold Arts Centre. And that's probably because it's not only Troy Hawk, we've also got Terry Alderton and Pat Monaghan. What a lineup! Amazing. That's a good gig, that. I met, I met Bobby Davro yeah. at my school because he was coming for a show round. I spoke to him on the phone about the gig. And uh, uh, <laughs> he was making me laugh then. I, I don't think he's the act that people think he might be from the 80s. I've seen clips. <laughs> he's, he's, a bit, he's a bit more closer to the knuckle. But he, he said, he's, we were talking about his fee. He said, you said it was this. But on the email, it's, it's, it's this. I said, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to give you cash, but include the tax as well. He said, ah, oh, yes. Going to have to stop taking cash. My bed's about six foot off the ground already. And then we had a bit of a chuckle. He says, yeah, I said, I could end up like um, Ken Dodd. He said, when he died, he had two Diddy men. Did he pay tax and did he fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. So wcbcomedy.com and shaftofwit.com. I've got a new website I've designed and Very nice, well, I've, I've tidied up. So go and have a look at that, people. Well, contrition. Thank you for that, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. When I told you in the last part that I was in a film, I completely neglected to mention that I was in a film with an old school friend who, coincidentally, has started listening to every episode of the pod and sent me an abusive uh, WhatsApp message saying, 
You didn't even mention me when you were talking about that film thing, and I got you the gig. And, oh. Uh, yeah, it was a very swear, sweary message. So, so who's that? This is John Battersby. But this is how a film starred and works, Kai, right? At the time, 16, 17 years old, John Battersby, same age as me, his sister works in a video shop. Remember video shops before Netflix? Yeah, blockbusters yeah, yeah. and all sorts. Yeah, yeah. His sister worked in there. A lady who comes into the video shop, um, works in the film industry, just got chatting, needed some extras. So she said, oh, well, my brother's not doing anything in a minute, just finished school, kind of kicking around. He gets a phone call. I get a phone call. The next minute, we're on the set of a film with Steve Coogan and uh, a guy called Ewan something or other. He's been in loads of stuff. Tom Bell, reading Tushing Gun. But yeah, no, it was, it was a good experience. So apologies to John for not mentioning him last time. So there you go. Thanks, John. Thanks uh, for giving him his big break. Yeah, thanks for giving me my big break, yeah. And uh, you, you can repay us by being a Patreon, you tight twat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if that's not worth it, I don't know what is. Uh, speaking of patrons, please do sign up for Patreon if you um, are enjoying the pod or just think that actually we've uh, entertained you enough to warrant, you know, a pound an episode, isn't it? It's four pound a month yeah, yeah. and we don't get all of that. And we're banking it all together so that we can then look at how we develop this podcast even further in the future. Absolutely. Uh, Yep, thank you for listening, everyone. Pablo, that was all not all right. That was a late one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Friday. Right. Yeah. It's a Friday, so we'll have to turn this one around. It might be out Saturday. So apologies, patrons, that you haven't seen heard this one on Wednesday anyway. You, you, you've got some of the bits that didn't get bleeped out anyway. So let's just say cheerio. Cheers, Kai. Thank you. Thanks, Pablo. Cheers, man. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.